Hello and welcome to the Ride It Out podcast, the official podcast of Summonats, the world's wildest car festival. My name's Jay Benz and I'm joined by my mate, Webby. How's it going, mate? Oh, fantastic, mate. Can you believe this is number 12? Oh, no, it's nuts. Absolutely <laughs> nuts, mate. It's really good and I know we've said it before, but uh, some of the guests we've had on have just been great. Like last week with George and... And uh, Chris Christow and Rocky wasn't Rocky fantastic. So yeah, Ab- really, yeah, really. absolutely. He's one of the you know the most well-known rotary guys in the world. Yeah, you know, and and with you know some of Australia's best car builders and engine builders, and it's just it doesn't stop, mate. It doesn't yeah. stop. And I've even had follow-up this week from people with cars that are there that are getting unveiled. So uh, that Rocky wow. Rocky's building. So yeah, it was really really good to have him on. Yeah, nice, awesome. Uh, tonight we've got one of the hardest working Aussie rappers around, Cursor. He was meant to actually play at Summonats this year, but got trapped by the fires. It's a bit of an yeah. interesting, yeah. So that's a bit of an interesting situation. But what we have is some exclusive news later in the show uh, about what's happening with him and potentially Summonats. Who knows? And then we have Mad Mike, one of the world's best <laughs> drifters, a well-known automotive guys all around on social media. Like this guy, has got followers in the millions, and uh, as soon as he punches out a bit of media, it just goes nuts. So looking forward to that. Well, have you heard you you were going to um, <laughs> you going for a nap a nap, mate? Yeah, I'm going to go for a nap, but I'll catch up with you after the after you do those interviews, okay? <laughs> All right, mate. No worries. We are here with Australian MC Cursor, mate. Tell me, how did you get the uh, title, the sickest? Um, I had it in a chorus of a song, bro, and it was self proclaimed at first, but I think over time I um I earned the saying, so it stuck yeah, around. Sure. Absolutely. Stuck around. Tell me what it's been like in uh, lockdown as a musician. Yeah, I was meant to have a tour um, April, March, April, and, yeah, the start of – actually, it was meant to go on for about nine weeks, so I had to postpone the whole tour. So I've just really been um, kicking back, getting some much um, deserved family time, I suppose, bro, because I haven't had a break in nine years. So it's been mad, bro. I've been got, like, to step back from the music and social media and spend time with my daughter and – Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it's been really good, bro. Yeah. Who, who inspires you as in life, just in general, you think, Kirsten? Um, my my kid probably the most, man. My daughter, Diamond, she's like, yeah, that's probably my biggest inspiration, bro. Yeah, nice. Well, yeah. Tell me about when you first started getting into into rapping and, and obviously freestyling as well and, and rap battles and stuff. You've got I've, I've yeah. a, lot, a lot of your stuff and it's uh, it's been huge. Yeah, so in grade two um my mate shetty bring in a two-pack cd yeah then i was um like even back then i was it was a cassette sorry i was playing the cassette and then pausing it and writing the lyrics down <laughs> and then like eventually wrap it wrap you know wrap it over like a fan so it was in me from a kid like i, I followed hip hop you know very strongly and then yeah around 15 14 i was battling me mates and then started taking it serious oh, i got into battling and just did a few songs here mucking around then really noticed I was getting a buzz and started taking it serious, bro. And, yeah, from the battles, people seen some battles and then that caught on to my music and it all just kind of blew up, bro. Yeah. I was using social media to my advantage then because, yeah, no radio play. And Yeah, absolutely. Sort of good timing, really. It's like around the time, I guess, when social media really started to blow up in that sense. Yeah, it was kind of perfect timing, man, because it, it went from MySpace to um, Facebook. So yeah. I got onto the Facebook side and then YouTube and... Everything was on YouTube, like all my music was on there. The rap battles I was participating in were put on there, so I was pretty easy to find. And yeah, word spread pretty quick, bro. Yeah, nice. You must be one of the hardest working rappers, not only in Australia, mate, but in the world with 
like nine albums in ten years or so. It could yeah. be more, right? It's, yeah, it's not. It's yeah, nine albums in nine years now. I'm aiming wow. ten. ten. Um, there were two mixtapes prior to that. Yeah, something like 130 other promo songs all blasted over YouTube. So like, wow. Yeah, it's the work rate's been crazy. That's what going back to what I was saying earlier. I think that's why I've been enjoying this quarantine. Like, <laughs> just to because I'm like near the water here, bro. So I can just. Yep. Yeah, just I've really kicked back for the first time. Legit, like being able to relax for the first time in years, man. So Yeah, nice. Yeah. Probably even found some time to do some writing and stuff, I guess, or just totally Girl, relaxing. Believe it or not, <laughs> I just stepped back from it all. Eh? Even the <laughs> writing, man. People were like that. Oh, you you've been smashing it out right while you're home and I'm thinking, no, I actually haven't, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Doing the opposite for once, spending time with my family. So Can I ask you who would you love to that you haven't already shared the stage with? Who would you love to share the stage with? Oh, that's a good question, bro. It'd be, oh, of course, like D12 Eminem. That's going back to my childhood. Um, mm-hmm. The rapper named Fabulous is also one of my favourite rappers. And um, yeah, his live shows look sick. So yeah, I'd say it'd be a pick out of them, bro. Yeah, nice. Uh, here's a curly one for you. I got asked to ask this question. Would you ever do a, do a song with Nolsey? <laughs> yeah, I would. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to swear then. I remember not to that, yeah. <laughs> Bloody oath I would. <laughs> yeah, Nolsey. Awesome. I look, oh yeah, I want to meet Nolsey. Yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's played at Summer Nights last year, obviously. I'll get yeah. to that, the Summer Nights thing in a bit. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I'm spewing I couldn't make that due to the fires and that down here. So. Yeah, full on, isn't it, really? It was crazy. We get to make up for it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, outside of rap, what's, what are you passionate about? You know, what's things that you sort of get up to? Um, Man, I just... Oh, my life's pretty, because I moved down the coast, I've got a pretty chilled life. Oh, not chilled, it has been because of the quarantine, but um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just kicking back, bro. I like, you know, going to the beaches and because um, I'm not used to it. I grew up in Campbelltown, there weren't any beaches there, but um, yeah, just kicking back, bro, catch up with family and keep my friends close and yeah. Yeah, nice. I like my cars, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah okay. I like the, the Sony, I jump on the PlayStation and you know, the nerd side of me comes out, so. Yeah, nice. There's a lot of people uh, that have been in isolation. I'm, I'm certainly one of them that got into this whole sim racing thing. It's Man, crazy. I just got I just got into the PS4 because of this, like, quarantine thing, eh? It's, <laughs> I went and bought one, got a few games, got smashed in UFC, so I've got to get me practice up. I told people it's not working at the moment so I can practice and then jump back on and come back a killer. Yeah, so you've got, a, you've got a tour then replanned for the rest of 2020? Yeah, bro, I just, I can't announce the dates yet because until the yeah. law gets lifted or whatever, because uh, the ticket links and that are up, but I'm just not going to announce it till we know 100% it can go yeah. down. But with the way things are going, it, it's looking pretty promising. But yeah, all dates and venues are booked, so roll the dice till it's still happening. I just, yeah, got to wait to get the green light you, from the government. You must be, you must be edging, mate. I'm, I oh, can, no, I you're ready to jump off the couch and yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because like um, the album come out in April, it's like, I like to tour off the straight away, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's still yeah. fresh, but it's actually a blessing in disguise because I found a bunch of old instrumentals from promo songs I've never got to do live before. Wow. And some of them have like you know, millions and millions of views on YouTube, so they're popular songs, and I finally got the instrumentals for them, so I get to do a bit of an exciting set. Yeah, nice, nice. So yeah. obviously growing up in Campbelltown, to go back there and play, it must be huge when you play there, obviously. Yeah, so I play in Sydney. Uh, I play yep. in Sydney, which is like 45 yep. minutes from the heart of Campbelltown. But, yeah, the Sydney shows, man, they're, they're crazy. Like Huge. every state's crazy, but Sydney's got that hometown feeling, if you know what I mean, man. So I'm, I'm aware, obviously, you've got a, a, young, a young family. Do you take them on tour with you? Um, 
oh, my daughter hasn't been yet. Like, she's seen footage and she's like, Dad, I want to go. I want to go. But she, she's only three years old, so I yeah. can't yet. But um, I plan to. I plan to, man. I do. And prior to um, Diamond being born, April used to come along with me, missus. And, um, yeah. yeah, not so much anymore because she's got mum duties. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. But no doubt in the future, it'd be awesome so to take, be- take the family for sure. Well, one thing I look forward to, bro, is like my daughter getting to witness me on stage, you know, yeah. from the side of stage or whatever. Yeah, it would just be a trippy experience, eh? So yeah. to, ch- to touch on to touch on some of that, I guess yeah. uh, you were meant to perform last year, obviously, but you, you got stuck right in, the, in these fires and yeah. and the highway was actually blocked off. There was literally no way to get there, hey? And wow. we we stayed like where I at where I'm at, and I had a few mates over. We were literally fighting the fire off. It was, yeah, pretty bad, bro. People wow. lost homes. It was like, I think people forgot about the fires pretty quick because of the corona Corona come in, but, man, it was extreme. Like, the whole country was nearly on fire. Yeah, I did a, I did a bit of a trip down to Lake Ajola around um, the end of January and devastation. Oh, they cops it, bro. Absolute devastation, it. yeah, real yeah, bad. Yeah, it's heartbreaking driving through there, eh? Some houses, like, yeah. amount of houses in that thing, yeah. Well, I certainly hope they all get a, the rebuild they deserve, man, because these towns are so crucial to that area, you know? Yeah, that's it, man. That's it. And then, like, on top of that, they had that, and then Corona hits, you know what yeah. I mean? It's just yeah. one thing after another. Yeah. So no doubt you were pumped pumped to come and summon that. Tell me, obviously, you just touched on it earlier. You are into, yeah. car, into cars for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm into cars, bro. I don't know a lot about them, but I'm into <laughs> them, bro. I'm into my, for me driving, I like, because I've got to be comfy because I moved away from Sydney, like down the coast, so I'm long drive. So I like my European cars because the interior is comfortable and, yeah, yeah. and whatnot. But other than that, I like, yeah, my drag cars. Yeah, I'm into it, bro. Yeah, nice. What sort of what sort of car are you sporting at the moment? Yeah, happy to let us know. Yeah, I've got a Merc and a Rangey. Yeah, nice. Yeah. So they're both good. I've got to stay out of the range. It's V8 supercharged. I just got my <laughs> license back. I just got to leave it alone. <laughs> got to get rid of it or something, bros. What was your first car, Chris? My first car was a Holden VN, I think, bro. <laughs> nice. Know, it was an old shitbox, bro. It was trash, <laughs> but, you know, that was, my, that was my first one. Your first car always means something to you. I actually, um, I stuffed that car up. I was going through the bottle which I don't recommend anyone doing after a few drinks, and I was going through self-serve. Yep. And going through, I got my mate in the front who's had a few drinks himself, and there was a forklift, and its points were sticking out, and I'm like, am I right to go? And he's like, yeah. I start driving, man, the, it literally cuts the car, comes through his door, and he's like, stop, stop. I'm like, man, you told me I was clear. So yeah, that was the end of that car. Spewing. <laughs> Would have made a good burnout car after that, though, you know. Oh, man, I wish I should have hit him up for the CCTV footage. It would have been good for a film clip. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So have you been to someone else before at all, Kaz? Never, bro. All my mates have. Everyone has. Fuck, I'm yeah. so pumped to get there. That's why last year I was so looking forward to it, man, and then fires happened. Like, oh, man, that's why. Well, nine, nine albums in nine years, mate. You haven't had a lot of time, I don't think. Yeah, so I haven't really had the chance. That's why that was my first chance, though. Hopefully yeah. we can make up for it, man. I've I've got some uh, exclusive info that you'll be at Summer Nights in 2021. On correct, bro. I wasn't sure if I should say it. Then, so yeah, straight to it. Yeah, bro. I'm gonna Friday, be there. Friday, and, January um, 8th. Yep. And um, yeah, no fire stopping me getting there this year. I'm I'm there, man. So it's actually it's added like it's made me more hype now because it's like yeah, you missed it again. I just can't get there, but we might get on, you. Bro. We might get you to stay in Canberra a couple of nights before. Just yeah, I might have to come a week before <laughs> just to make sure. Right? <laughs> well, we look forward to seeing you there, mate. You know, no doubt the crowd will be absolutely pumped for you. Wait, having yeah. to wait a whole 
Yeah, I can't wait. No, I've noticed because I, when I didn't come last year, I noticed so many fans were hitting me up while, while weren't you there. So it seems like we kind of got a cross following there. So yeah, and the crowds were huge too. And, and I think with everybody being cooped up this year, everyone's ready to let loose. Everyone's ready to party, brother. Hundred percent, mate. Me included. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> can't wait. Well, thanks for coming on, mate. We really appreciate your time. Thanks for having me, Josh. Bro, it was good talking to you. You too, mate. Absolutely. I'll see you at Summer Nats, eh? I'll be there, mate. Don't worry. 100%. <laughs> see you, brother. All right. Catch you later. See, see you, mate. All right. We're here with Mad Mike, who hails from New Zealand. Has no doubt torched more tyres than he's had hot dinners. Tell me, Mike, what's it like to smash tyres at 200 k's an hour? <laughs> oh, that is pretty cool. I mean, now to be able to do it for a living. Um, actually, just this weekend, we had my 12-year-old boy. He just turned 12. We've just built a little drift MX-5 for him. So he had his wow. first, first drive, actually, of a manual. And he's been racing carts and his mod cart as well. It's like a little stadium truck. Yeah. Um, so he's been thrashing those since he was kind of like six, seven years old. <laughs> um, but we had him out in his MX-5. I thought it would take him a while to figure out the foot touch and everything. But, yeah, he was straight into it. We just dropped the video on his um, Instagram uh, last night, actually. It's gone crazy. So Yeah, nice. Cool, but Amazing, you know, just the sport itself of drifting when I first got into it, um, you know, saw the, I mean, I came from burnout, similar to like someone acts with your guys, big burnout things yeah. here in New Zealand. Like I was always super limited budget. You know, I grew up with just my mum, but burnouts and rotaries was one of those things that uh, I never met my father. It was just self-taught, built rotaries. <laughs> they were easy to make loud, obnoxious and do good skids. Um, so that was kind of where it all started was, I mean, I did motocross um, through all my younger years as well. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, to transition from doing just, you know, we had the skid fest here in New Zealand, the foreign rotary nats and showing up, you know, for me, it was also skid fest started as like all V8. And for me, it was the buzz to show up in a rotary and we'd put it into bongo vans or whatever <laughs> we could think of and just go and do burnouts and um, discovering drifting and these crazy Japanese guys like, drifting over these mountains and then the whole circus and format style of tandem drift. Yeah. Um, so did the transition into that and yeah, here we are we're now 12 years. We've been with Red Bull. Uh, we're part with Mazda, you know, Lamborghini, Toyo Tires, some of the world's biggest brands. And um, Absolutely. Yeah, it's, a, it's my career. It's my living. Yeah, absolutely. I remember like I'm mid-30s sort of, but I remember as a kid, uh, you know, in my sort of late teens, looking at the, the events in New Zealand or the Ford and Rotary Nationals, watching all the videos and stuff like I think as an Australian, all that sort of stuff, you're quite envious over here to see like the, the real like events in those days were over there for the fours and rotaries and stuff like that. Yeah, we got a huge culture of old New Zealand and Australia. Like, I mean, I'm very fortunate to travel the world and being a rotary purist. Um, yeah. Every country does have that rotary following. Um, yeah. It's crazy, you know, but for sure, New Zealand and Australia are rotary purists. Yeah. You know? Australia is very well known for the drag racing um, and having, you know, six, five second you know, quarter mile drag cars. Yeah. Um, New Zealand as well, we're very passionate with drag racing. Um, though myself, I've always just been into doing burnouts because like I said, it's something that was able to start with a much limited budget. <laughs> kind of express your own style and personality through doing burnouts and the car builds, um, which has now evolved into, into drifting. But yeah, New Zealand, Aussies and Kiwis very well known globally for doing, um, you know, sick rotaries. Yeah, I remember walking around the pits about 10 years ago at the Jamboree uh, here in Queensland and the Ford and Rotary one up there. And it was just the, the passion the guys show there, the car builds are like, it's, you know, it's a fine art, no doubt. Yeah. Absolutely. I wanted to uh, ask you about growing up in New Zealand with cars and stuff because over there you're not limited like here with, a, you know, you could, you're importing everything and anything over there. So the variety on board, what was your first car? 
Um, so yeah, we are exactly like you say. We are very. We're actually, when I we were young, I always thought it was an absolute pain because we had to get a certification. You know, so we my first car was a nineteen seventy eight Mazda three two three, which was advertised for like a hundred bucks. <laughs> and um, this is before the internet. You know, well, internet was around, but I surely didn't have it when I was young. And we used to get this every Thursday. It was a trade and exchange, which was a paper two dollars yeah, fifty. <laughs> Go down the road, fifteen hundred dollar and under section where you know you can pick up three D threes, Mazda six two sixes, decks, crawlers, like, and you can pick them up for fifty bucks, a hundred bucks, and we would go and paddock hack them or whatever. But my <laughs> first car was yeah the three D three, and then I had a skateboard, and my buddy had another hundred bucks that we swapped for a fully crashed RX seven, um, and then we swapped the rotary engine out of this RX seven into the three D three. So that was my first car. My first car was literally a a rotary powered 33 but then i thought it was a pain because you had to pay yeah i think it was 300 bucks to get a certification to actually make the car legal yeah. and back then you know trying That's to a lot of money bucks was, a, yeah. was a lot of money um but now you know after traveling the world and realizing like man new zealand we have it really sweet you got to get that certification just about to do modifications to have the import laws we have um, is we have a lot of freedom around building streetcars here in New Zealand, which is awesome. We have a massive car culture, whether you're into, you know, Holdens, Fords, Chevys, Hondas, Rotaries, like really you can get away with doing a lot here. And as long as you do it properly, you get that certification. We get a tag that then is riveted to your firewall. Mm-hmm. If you're pulled over by a police officer, um, they can check that it's certified. You know, if you put 2,000 horsepower V8 into your, you know, Daihatsu charade or whatever that you've upgraded the brakes or something as well so um, yeah. yeah we we have some great freedom here uh, with with building cars same with the American stuff um, with left hand drives and um, yeah like I said when we were young it was always a pain because it was uh, four or five hundred bucks you had to come up with for a certification yeah. but now it's like we had to have that freedom I mean you look at some of our cars the Lamborghini which we built last last year yeah. Um, my drift taxi. So my drift taxi. That's full blown drift car. We run authority card um, homologation for the roll cage and the mm-hmm. harnesses, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's a it's a road going car here in New Zealand. So yeah, we have great freedom. Oh, just on the trading posting, I remember doing that as a kid, going down and getting dragged down the. You'd have to be there at like five o'clock when as soon as they open, oh, yeah. they have them out the front. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you'd be straight on the calls and <laughs> you know trying to you know hustle all the deals or wag a day off school to be able to boost out West Auckland or wherever it was <laughs> to pick up the fifty dollar car that you're going to crash all weekend. So and that became just common for us. Me and my buddy, we would do that every week. Some guys would go out and they'd be buying cigarettes and alcohol, and we would just go out and buy crash cars, and that was us. And our adrenaline was purely through you know, hitting gravel roads and we learned the discipline of driving um, sideways and fast really early. Yeah. Where's the rotary thing come from? Does that come from that from that what you said before about the RX-7 and dumping that motor in the Mazda? Yeah, well, I had, a, I had a motocross background. Um, yeah. So I was always, and motocross back then in the 90s was all two strokes. Um, yeah. So I always loved the sound, the smell, the power, and rotaries just had that, that very similar to the, everything, mm-hmm. you know. So, so um, yeah, and they were cheap. You know, I think like rotaries, they have a, a common, um, you know, a lot of people think they're unreliable. And I think because we were young and we were pulling motors apart and we knew you could drill port them and try and make a bridge port, and we were just doing this with, with drill bits, you know. And I think yeah, yeah. if you did that with any engine and trying to port it with a drill bit at the age of 13, anything's yeah. going to be unreliable, you know. Yeah, and show that Mazda, we have the most reliable packages out there, you know. So we, yeah. we run 
the World Drifting Championship. We ran the whole USA Championship on the same motor. You know, it's 1,198 horsepower, four-rotor, twin-turbo, same block all year. You know, we even had the safeties turned off for temperatures and, um, you know, we pretty much just have oil pressure warning and that's yep. it. And we won't have anything cut the motor because if the car straight lines before the finish line, yeah. well, that's us throwing straight back in the trailer. The judges are going to rule you out with a zero, incomplete run, and the investment for us to go overseas um, and, you know, take the team, transport the car, you know, to do one round is far higher than it is to rebuild, you know, a four-rotor. So it's... We've just risked the engines, and the engines have always lasted. So we have this great recipe. Um, we're honoured to have the support now from Mazda internationally to be able to make this um, happen. They're able to pull out some of the parts that were available back in the 70s and 80s. That's how crazy it is. Some of these parts in my motors are parts yep. from the 70s. Um, <laughs> yeah, and then we just modify them. We've got Pulse Performance down here in New Zealand, down in Whanganui, um, and have been mates of mine forever, um, and now doing some of the craziest builds. Yeah, nice. I can imagine you'd be pretty excited as a young fellow there with a the drill bit, you know, attacking the, the <laughs> trying to do a port. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> oh, mate, it was crazy, but it was just what it was, you know, and like yeah. the, the rotaries have just been, oh, just that Mazda and rotary is my blood, you know, um, yeah. and it's just, it's our, you know, not, we don't run them now just because that's our knowledge. It's like, like I said, it is, it is my passion. I love the cars. I love the sound. I love the performance. Um, and I love the fact that they were just unique, you know, they're kind of like a love them or hate them thing. Um, and for me, it's kind of been a big part of our um, success through the drifting as being, you know, it's not winning every event, but just, you know, people can relate to the rotary um, and just the fact that it is different. Did you, do you remember the first, first like serious event? Can you remember that? And what car did you, did you use? Yes. Yeah, so, well, first big drifting event, um, yeah, well, actually, my first time ever on a racetrack, proper racetrack, was we had just completed Thirsty, which is now dubbed Mad Bull Gen 7.3, so the different generations through every time we pull it apart, rebuild it because I get sick of the wheels or sick <laughs> of the body kit and want to just change it. Yeah. Um, but, the, yeah, my first time actually after discovering drifting, building a drift car, my local track was Pukekohe Raceway, um, and, you know, the entry speeds, even back then, were 190 kilometers an hour into the first wow. turn. And... Um, yeah, I pulled out of the pit. We hadn't even finished tuning the car on the dyno. Um, we got it there, and I remember Warren Overton, who, you know, built all my motors and stuff uh, back then. Um, he's like, all right, man, just go out. Let's give us five cruise laps, and then, um, yeah, we can punch into it. He's sitting there. He's got the laptop sitting on his lap, and I was just, man, the adrenaline was insane coming out of pit lane, just straight into third gear, clutch kick around the first turn, all flat out, and then I just remember the corners, Castro corner. I just remember all these Castro signs coming at us like really freaking fast. <laughs> Ended up spinning the car out backwards, backed it into the wall, um, and yeah, went on, limped the car back around, bumpers hanging off. And um, yeah, that was the day I had to earn my like New Zealand D1NZ license to go and compete the following weekend in Christchurch. So that was my first sort of appearance on a racetrack. Um, and at the time, a lot of people were kind of like, oh, yeah, just I had come from freestyle motocross doing, you know, seat grabs and all that sort of stuff. And I think the mentality, a lot of people were kind of like, just because he can flip dirt bikes and do seat grabs doesn't mean he can drift. And um, that kind of, yeah, it was a bit of an eye-opener. But, man, I had been thrashing and drifting cars since, like, 13 years old down these gravel roads and in the paddocks and we used to do motocross and doing jumps and 
Um, we zip-tied the bumpers and stuff back on the car and we're straight back out there. I earned my license that day um, to travel to our South Island the following weekend and I made top 16 in my first event. So um, yeah, wow. it was, uh, we started off with a bang, that's for sure. Yeah, it's funny. I guess the doubters didn't know about the, the early morning trading post, uh, you know, and th- thrashies. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, been... man. We, we've been doing that forever. You know, that was just the buzz. Can you tell me how, a bit about how the Red Bull relationship came about? Yes, I mean... Man, for me, coming from freestyle motocross, like Red Bull was always the pinnacle, the dream to be able to have that blue and silver helmet because it didn't matter what event you go to, whether it's snowboarding or BMX or whatever, you always knew if you saw someone with that blue and silver helmet, like they meant business and they were going to be good. And yeah. um, So, you know, anyone in this industry of motorsport or doing anything extreme, um, you'd be crazy not to have that same the same vision. Um, and, yeah, we, we picked it up in my second year of drifting um, we got an invite to uh, Singapore, um, and it was Formula Drift, which is the U.S. biggest um, drifting sanctioned body in USA. Um, still to this day, like Formula Drift is like the Formula One of drifting. Yeah. Um, and they were hosting this event in Singapore to do an Asia Championship, and um, I went over there. I wrecked the car into the wall on the first lap of practice. <laughs> um, this is, I mean, my mentality back then was like Mad Mike coming from freestyle motocross, just checkers or wreckers attitude. Um, and yeah, like I say, put it into the wall on the first lap of practice, spent the whole practice day trying to find parts. We didn't even have many parts that we sent over with the car. Um, and so we were pulling bits off, you know, random cars, making them work. And then went out, I qualified first and finished third overall in that event. Um, and yeah, we, I had had some good, uh, like really good results through New Zealand. We'd also been to the States as well and made a top 16 in a USA versus um, Japan event at Irwindale Speedway. Um, so, it, like within that year, we had some really strong results. And after that one in Singapore, um, getting third in the Asia Pacific World Drift Champs, um, yeah, came home with an email from Red Bull saying, "Welcome to the family." Yeah, and wow. um, that was just like the dream <laughs> email. Like anyone in my industry could, could. Well, for me anyway, it was the biggest dream. You know, to be able to go in there, and that was really the flipping point from turning it into just a hobby. You know, investing so much time and working to be able to afford freaking six tires so I could go and burn rubber on the weekends to try yep. and develop my skills was then a, a, you know, actually getting an income, being able to employ special, you know, specialists in suspension to be able to make sure we've got the best of the best um, yep. and data and all that. And then it's just really unfolded. And now, like 12 years with that company, we've been able to you know, fly many of my dreams. You know, they say Red Bull gives you wings. Like, man, they have flown so many of my dreams from events like Red Bull Drift Shifters yeah. to hill climbs where it's like, you know, chasing my own adrenaline and expressing my own, um, or show, showing drifting, because drifting being a judge sport, you know, you've got three judges, they want to see what they want to see. Yeah. Very often you've got the three judges want to see something very different to the 40,000 people that could be in the grandstand. So, um, the film shoots with Red Bull that we've been doing on the hill climbs around the, all around the world um, are cool because I get to just express my vision of what drifting is. Um, so yeah, doing those sort of things, and you know, we won the Japanese championship in 2018, which for me is the, the pinnacle to be able to go alongside and compete against my heroes. Um, and you know, to do it with Quato San, who's Japanese, builds the cars, preps the cars maintains the cars like the whole lot um so to win that was huge so yeah it's been incredible to have their support over all these years and we're still man so many 
more ideas and stuff that, that are floating around right now. Yeah, absolutely. Sky's the limit, no doubt. Yeah. I was going to say to you, um, being part of the Red Bull crew, no doubt you've been to some pretty cool events and met some pretty rad people. You got any any any, any little quick stories or anything about that? <laughs> I mean, that, the athlete summits, are, you know, it's where all the athletes get together once a year and um, you know do all sorts of fun stuff. And uh, one of them is the the brainstorming of like what's what is the next craziest wildest thing in your discipline, whether you're a snowboarder or you know, is it a triple backflip over some building or a world record or some style like Red Bull Drift Shifters where it's like, yeah. let's eliminate the judges and make an, an event that's for people. Um, so yeah, there's some pretty wild ideas. You get to meet some pretty cool people that have, uh, just have some incredible talent. Um, a big one for me is Ricky Johnson. Uh, when I was doing motocross um, in my young years, uh, he was always my hero. You know, Ricky Johnson and Jeremy McGrath, um, those guys were some huge inspiration being just a, a Kiwi, no brothers, no sisters, growing up with my mum and um, yeah, to go to meet those guys and like Ricky Johnson is still now, you know, in his 50s, still supported by Red Bull, his son races stadium trucks, they race stadium trucks, trophy trucks yeah. um, together, so for me that's huge inspiration and a big dream of what I still look up to, so um, yeah, been able to meet some really cool people and um, learn a lot from inspiration. Can I just switch to your cars now? Have you had a favourite build you've done over the years? A favourite build? Yeah, from all from all the rep, all the all the cars you've built. Yeah, so Madball is by far the closest to my heart. Like that thing really is. I mean, that's that's fifty percent of me. Like building the brand of Mad Mike. Yeah, it yeah. came from freestyle motocross, but that car we've won. You know, some huge events. We've accomplished some massive achievements and hill climbs and film shoots and um, you know has. Oh, I say it often, but that car really does have probably more stamps in its passport than most humans. We really have travelled all around the world multiple times, been to so many countries, and not just for ourselves and our partners grow, but for the sport of drifting. We've introduced drifting to Formula One, um, the first ones to do a proper demonstration. V8 Supercars, which is huge, New Zealand and Australia, obviously you guys will understand how big that is, and for me to get the opportunity to represent more so the sport of drifting because you know i remember going to uk up to goodwood festival of speed which is like you know the world's biggest most historic mm. prestigious motorsport event and have the locals be like excuse me like where are we <laughs> going to see you do your donuts and it's like oh if you can see the track you're in a good spot you'll re- you'll soon see that drifting is far you know from just doing some donuts so yeah. i think for me to be able to just grow the sport has been probably one of the biggest buzzes and best opportunities for us to be able to get through and, and get these invitationals and get the credibility for the sport that it deserves. You know, even the cars themselves, the amount of input, you know, we've manufactured support from Mazda and, and now Lamborghini as well for the, the project we did. Um, but yeah, to be able to build Madbull into what it is now is the Gen 7.3. It's the, It's got the RX3 front, which is like my favorite car. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all the heritage graphics, which my trade is actually sign writing. Um, yep. So all the graphic design, my race suits, the cars, like the team pit wear, all the shop, the wall, like everything we get to, I get to design. So wow. um, that car is now, I mean, and the question was, is what's the best dream build? Like all of my cars, to be honest, have been a dream build at that time, whether it's for a hill climb or a championship, mm-hmm. you know, bad build RX-8. The dream was like, let's get, you know, because the RX-8 at the time was known as like, oh man, Mazda went so backwards from having the RX-7 with a twin turbo 
13B as a factory car, which was amazing to obviously Mazda trying to meet the emissions of mm. Europe and, and America of, you know, rotaries burn a lot of gas. So they've got all these <laughs> smog laws and, you know, it's um, hard for Mazda. But at the same time, like this car was targeted, you know, to with no turbo, four-door sedan. It was like, let's take this wifey's shopping sports sedan and turn it into an absolute monster. And we built it its debut season with a 20B um, turbo. We, we won the New Zealand uh, NZ Drift Championship with that car in its debut season. So that was the dream at that point was to do that. You know, then the MX-5 was like, let's build a car which is known around the world as kind of like a Hedrix's car or, you know, it's more, it's more of a feminine sort of car. Let's build that into the craziest, wildest, fastest drift car this planet seen and take it to the World Championship. So... That we did. We got third in the world champs of that car um, and, again, had some incredible results. So, for me, every one of the builds throughout its stages is a dream build. I'm just very thankful to have so many great partners that uh, support my vision, understand my vision, you know, can sit there and I can express what I want to do and to be able to have that support. You know, Rotiform, for instance, our wheels, get to hand design every single wheel. And to give you an idea, like one of my wheels probably has about at minimum 10 people would touch that wheel from the design process, CNC process, the polishing, the powder coating, the assembly, the balancing, the fitting the tires. Like, wow. It's, it's incredible. And it's all done out of Compton in LA. So the body kits, you know, Rocket Bunny out of Japan gets to sit there and design all and CAD and SolidWorks. And um, yeah, it's, it really is incredible, like what we're able to accomplish. Do you have any word on, reckon the RX9 is going <laughs> to? Well, again, like, of course, Mazda, that's, that shows how awesome Mazda are still every yeah. year trying to develop and push and have a production rotary vehicle, of course, mm. back in production. Um, but it's just, it's these emissions as well, though, like I said, the rotary, so they're continuously trying to work out how they can, um, you know, have a rotary burn less gas and make less, you know, I guess, you know, as the world is starting to go electric in all these different mm. ways and, um yeah, but they are still passionate. It's such rotary is still such a huge part of Mazda this year. Is a hundred years of Mazda, um, yep. so you know, always trying to push and develop the rotary engine. The fact that you know, even for us, they're rebuilding some of these parts. They're letting us, you know, put the rotary engine into a current, you know, MX-5 and market that. You know, a lot of manufacturers would be like, "You run this car. This is our production car with this motor. Yeah, you can modify the motor, but." Um, that's just, you know, Mazda's motto is never stop challenging and that, that's the exact same as here at Mad Mike Motorsports is exactly the same. Yeah, I have no doubt if they do produce the RX-9, RX you'll, you'll get one of smash tires. Oh, and mate, I'll be, I've got my <laughs> hand up, man, and they know that I'll be one of the first to roll one into the shop and probably chop it straight up and turn it into something crazy. <laughs> do you have a favourite event you've done over the years, like one that just stands out the most? Um, oh, that, again, it's so hard, you know, from, from competition where we're like, you know, I'm pushing myself, the team are trying to develop the car to be the craziest, wildest, fastest, most grip, you know, um, and execute, you know, crazy shows to, you know, you look at Goodwood Festival of Speed, so like between Formula Drift, uh, Goodwood Festival of Speed, then there's like my own event, the Mad Mike Summer Bash, which we have here at Hampton Downs, where I just try to bring the best of all of the events into one. Um, so you have cruising, you have time attack, you have drifting, you have grassroots drifting, we're cruising for mum um, and the kids and the fans can actually get out onto the track and just drive around in their own cars in a yeah, safe well. manner. Um, it's far too hard to pick a, a favourite event, I'm just very <laughs> honoured and 
thankful to be able to have these opportunities to travel the world and, and showcase our team and our, our sport of drifting. Yeah, absolutely. So what's the what's the future hold in the short or long term, I guess, for, for Mad Mike? Well, short term is like, you know, right now, the yeah, I hate to mention it again with COVID, but it's, you know, this is what's happened around the world. It's very mm. unique. Um, you know, most people in our generation have never been through anything like this of a full lockdown. Um, but I've just been making the most out of it, man. For someone that travels the world full time, it's been really nice to have the family time with my kids, my son. You know, he's like I say, he's just turned 12 and we've just finished his drift car. My daughter, she's four. Um, she wants to race everything she hops on and she's more competitive than a lot of us. Um, have the time with Tony. Well, Tony, the wifey, I mean, we we do this whole thing together. So we're always with each other every day. Yeah, it's a family, a family affair. That's right, working on something. So, um, But it's just, it's allowed a bit more time. Like I say, with the kids, it's allowed some time to be able to think and do some more proposals um, I believe this time, not just ourselves, but everyone around the world, there's going to be some, you know, people that have wanted this time, you know, always had the excuse that I don't have the time. Yeah. I think now there's going to be a lot of great things that actually come out of this with people that have been able to spend extra time and put more development into their skills or more thought into what's next, you know. Um, so in the short term, yeah, we're just, I mean, we've got cars that had left to go overseas that are kind of like, we don't even know what's happening yet with all the different government rules and yeah. um, with all the border controls. Um, so we're still trying to figure out all the international things. So for me, it's, you know, usually by now I'm well deep in international events. And this year we had 31 international events and I haven't even done one yet. So um, I'm hoping I can get out there as soon as possible and jump on a plane and, and start putting on a show and, you know, meet my fans and talk. Um, but for now, we've just, New Zealand, we've been very lucky to, you know, all stick together. We've done, we're back into level one. So we're able to have events. We had my grassroots, Mad Mike Drift Force days. We had another one on um, Saturday and full force. So we're allowed to have, you know, full events now, which is great. Um, so yeah, just try to do, just keep active, man. And um, yeah, now I'm just chasing Link around with him and his MX-5. It's going to be pretty cool. I can't wait to get him on the track. Um, you, can take, you can carry the legacy one day. You never know. Oh man, that'd be, that's, that'd be the dream for sure. And you know, me, I've never really pushed them into anything. I've always, you know, one that came with never having a father, I believe, you know, I got to where I am because I just chased my own dreams um, and kind of instigated it and made it happen myself. Um, Mum, of course, helps support as much as she can, but we never had a big budget, man. You know, it was, it was the passion and determination that really made it happen. And so with Link, um, you know, of course, I've got some budget there to help make it happen, but I've just let him be the instigator, you know, whether he wanted to go ride horses my mum's like super fanatic when it comes to horses yeah. um and so whether whatever he wants to chase kind of let him and if i can fuel his own dreams like that's the ultimate goal as a parent to be able to fuel, fuel your kids dreams absolutely man do you, do you think we'll ever see a summer that smash some tires there <laughs> dude i would love to come to summer that's like i know it's corley v8s and stuff but like i said at the start oh, i think they'd appreciate always, it <laughs> always always my buzz was to you know like New Zealand and Australia, uh, no, we have all the automotive car culture, whether it's American lowriders, whether it's, you know, Holden versus Ford, whether it's rotaries, Hondas, like, but the thing is with New Zealand, well, especially New Zealand, I know what coming from here, the aggression to, you know, dudes are like punch-ups over Ford or Holden or Chevy. <laughs> and um, I think, like, you go to Japan and people have this car culture, all the cultures, but they'll, they'll all meet on a Friday night at Daikoku, 
and all just respect everyone's work. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I was one of those dudes, man, I was core rotary. And for me to go to skip fest and be like the only rotary shot there and be like, oh man, cause <laughs> have, you know, burgers thrown at us and all sorts of stuff. But to go out and just shred on the burnout con, um, was always the buzz. And I would just, yeah, I'd love to come over to summit, not so much to get burgers thrown at me, but just to come and- I don't think you know. you'd get any burgers thrown at you, mate. I think a lot, I talked to a lot of, a lot of people who've, uh, done obviously heavy in the burnout scene and they, they talk about other events but they talk about that start line at Summonats and the, the dauntingness of the crowd and it's kind of like the, the, the main event for burnouts you could say worldwide like winning that burnout masters trophy at Summonats is the pinnacle of almost you know chucking a skid it's turned into something yeah. really crazy and I have no doubt the crowd would love to see you start the start line and come in and tip it in mate and just go nuts oh mate I would have to build something pretty ludicrous because <laughs> I mean yeah I for sure follow and see the summer nets like the, the burnout competitions the cars are insane you know and it's yeah. like like i said with whether you're into drag racing or you're into drifting or you're into time attack or if you're into burnouts like it is it's crazy that what people now invest the time the development oh yeah and, and i think even for me as a driver well as a car builder as, as well like and I, I can appreciate just in a drift car alone, like it's scary as a driver to think how rapidly just our suspension technology is growing, for instance. And as drifting looks like it's all about being out of control and sliding sideways, we mm. we are hunting as much grip as possible. The more grip we've got, the harder, faster, more angle, you know, up on three wheels, more like the photos are gonna look better, the adrenaline's gonna be better. So it doesn't matter what discipline you're in, it's crazy to think the technology now that all these you know, companies have been able to put into products to be able to make these cars go harder and faster. And yeah, the, the burnout cars in Australia are by far some of the wildest. So I would have to try and build something pretty ludicrous, I think, to come over and compete to try and take that trophy. But, you know, for me, it's not always about the trophy. You know, there's always these judges. That's been the hardest balancing point for me is whether you win three judges or whether you win 30,000 people in the crowd and um, drifting being a judge sport has been very much like that so I just love to come over and put on a show to be honest bring out oh, and we'd, we'd love to we'd love to have you mate absolutely yeah. and and I was you know even compete like that'd be next level you know rather than just ex, like doing it pumping next I know you, it's, you're a competitor you'd want to compete <laughs> oh that's right mate always <laughs> thanks for coming on mate we really appreciate your time we know you're a busy guy yeah awesome I appreciate it man thank you Peace no out. worries hope to see you there absolutely and everybody make sure you follow Mike's uh, socials and stuff so that's yep, Mad Mike got one two three on Instagram. Mad Mike with Dead on Facebook, and my son Lincoln underscore with Dead. He's crushing it on Instagram. Um, so yeah, if you want to see the twelve-year-old ripping some drifts, and maybe definitely at Summonex one day too. All right, thanks, Mike. Appreciate it, mate. Peace, Catch thank you. See you, mate. Bye. Thanks so much to everybody coming on. Whether you had a nice sleep, mate. <laughs> yeah, but uh, listen to those guys. Hey, pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, they are very funny. They're very very cool dudes, man. Both those yeah. guys and their own right. And, you know, like uh, a lot of what Curtis has said, a lot of it's down to hard work. Nine albums in nine years, that is absolutely nuts. Real yeah, looking for, yeah. And the news that he's going to be playing in summer, that's next year. So that's absolutely awesome. Uh, also, Mad Mike, uh, he's, got his, <laughs> he's got his son into drifting now in an MX-5. So yeah. crazy times. Yeah, right. fantastic. Absolutely. All right, it's question of the week time. Webby, fire away, mate. All right, mate. Well, so uh, this is for all the people that have just been listening. So I want to know what country is Mad Mike come from? So if we can tweet your answers into podcast at summonats.com.au. And the prize is a canna pack, I believe, supplied from canna. It's a pack full of uh, some merch. I think you get a stubby cooler and a cap and a few things like that. So, you know, very good, very good. 
All right. We also want to see people send in some pics from what they're up to and what's happening in your world. Hashtag write it out. So be sure to email those through to podcast at someoneants.com.au. Let's talk about some punters, Owen. What about uh, some entrants we've got for some events that are coming up? A lot of yeah, people have been ringing, asking about that and getting all that on board. So get your entries in. Absolutely. absolutely. Just those numbers. You said entrant number 798 for Rocky Nats. I mean, I'm sure the number goes much higher than that. But can you imagine like 1,000 plus cars in Rockhampton ripping it up? Yeah. Well, we're going to actually cut it off there. And that's why I've been okay. there. So, and people, look, people get so sick of advertising. They think, oh, yeah, they're just saying it. There is a cutoff at Rocky and it's 1,000. So 1,000, right. There you get go. In, get in. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. Don't also forget that Summer Nats 2021 tickets and entries are still on sale. Entries for that, like we were just saying, at Rockhampton are filling up fast, up around yeah. the 1500 mark, I think now, if not yep, more. Yep. It is for Summer Nats. Absolutely. I know that I'm pretty keen to get to that event and the others coming up. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favourite podcast subscriber. Give us a like on YouTube. Give us a subscribe there. Give it a like on Facebook if you're watching from there. That's it for number 12. We're done. Thanks for all those interviews you did there, on. That was really good, mate. Put me out in the... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> out front, going for a sleep. Yeah. <laughs> see, I did all the hard work last week, see? So I'll give it to you. No, all good, mate. Great job, as always. Awesome, mate. All right. We'll see you guys next Tuesday. Cheers. Summer!